0: All right, let's go. Let's go. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Huge bus. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, welcome back. Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Take you up until 2 o'clock today, Jimmy B and TC uh, later on this afternoon from 4 until 6. A couple of notes on the Vikings, Trent. They cut veteran kicker Kai Forbath this morning. Going to go with the rookie Daniel Carlson out of Auburn, who's Mm -hmm. been spot on in the the preseason. I remember I mean, he's he's got a big leg, made some long kicks at Auburn. Um, Look, when you use a fifth-round pick, I think he was a fifth, I'm pretty sure, uh, in the NFL draft, to take a kicker, you know the incumbent's probably on his way out because A's making more money than the rookie's going to make. And they drafted the rookie and used a fifth overall pick because
2: they think that they can upgrade. So no surprise Forbath's gone, but he's had some success in his career. Yeah, not bad. Washington for a long time Mm -hmm. before he made his way to Minnesota. and Boy, you talk about a vagabond career. Yeah, I think
1: he was in New Orleans too, was he not?
2: That sounds right. I think he was too. You know, your guy Cody Parkey. Yeah. I'm not sold. Marshall Kane. Vikings could have had Marshall Kane a couple yes, years ago. Yes, they could have. And where is he? Is he in camp? Is he Washington, maybe? He is with the Giants. Giants, okay. Who had a rookie kicker last year that mm-hmm. they let get the job. He was okay. I think he missed six, like 18-24, and or something like that, a year ago as a rookie. But they're mired in camp. Boy, that 57-yarder against Pitt. Yeah, wasn't it that just, something?
1: What a massive kick in that season. It My It was
2: absolutely incredible. Yep. And... He's got the leg. I mean, he, he's an athlete.
1: The margin for error that year. When you mm-hmm. go back to that year, 2015. Now was it 15? Right. Yeah. Yep.
2: Um, I mean, so many close games. Trent, <laughs> I don't have to tell you that Wisconsin. Wisconsin, right? Getting his foot stepped yeah, on. And- yeah. Yeah. And away you go. Mm-hmm.
1: And Iowa State didn't start well right. that year. Yeah. C.J. Beathard was the. I mean, the play at the end of the first half was just massive. When they looked like the Clones thought that the, I thought that they had them going to be back oh, yeah. them right up. Because it was and, a seventeen-three at that time. Yeah, I, was, I don't remember exactly what the score was, but it certainly so. looked like Iowa State was giving them all they wanted. Right. Um, but yeah, and then what would what would become of that year? Just remarkable. You never know how it's going to end up. But
2: that's football, right? It's I, sports. It's. It's making those plays. The uh-huh. difference I mean, we're watching NFL stuff up here on the monitor, and the difference between being seven and nine and being eleven and five is a couple of breaks, a yeah. couple of balls bouncing your way, a, a Hail Mary in the end zone at the end of a game against the Detroit Lions, like <laughs> right. Rodgers. A few the margin <laughs> is so thin. And for Iowa and for Iowa State, they got those they made those plays a year ago. Now do you get them two years in a row? And we're, we're trying to poke holes in this Iowa State team because we both love their roster. Yeah, I do. I guess that's one thing that, and it's the great unknown. I mean, does it carry over to year to year? Are you a team that just seemingly always gets breaks? Can can you replicate that? Boy, this is going to be a fun year.
1: It really is. Um, and I don't want to wish it away, Trent, so we could slow down starting right now if, if, <laughs> if you want, because it, we're about to embark on the fastest three months on the calendar. September, October, November, boom. Blink and they're gone for crying out loud. You know, back to the Vikings just for a second. And I'm not, I'm not alarmed, uh, because I saw Kirk Cousins in week one against Denver and they just bing, bang, boom right down the field. Yep. That wasn't the case against Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville has a really good defense. Denver's defense is good. Von Miller didn't play in week one, but Jacksonville was a different animal. They couldn't get anything going. The Vikings couldn't. Now, Dalvin Cook didn't play. Um, their offensive line got pushed around a little bit, but you know if you're if you're a Vikings fan, I don't think that you, when the game was over, you didn't feel real comfortable about where the offense was in week number two. You thought you would stick it because they played so sparingly in week one, but looked good. Yes, week two, you can see another step forward.
2: Didn't see that on Saturday. So you're not pushing the pre- panic button, but you're saying. Where is that by the way because I don't like what I saw and if I <laughs> well, if I see it again against a depleted Seattle team Right. And they go out to Seattle, right? Uh this one Minnesota in Minnesota. Oh it is. Yep, back to back home and then they finish up at Titans. For that great week four. Oh, nobody watches.
1: I couldn't care less. I really couldn't. They are, but and college football has started by then. Yeah, and aren't most of the games on Friday night? Thursday,
2: (laughs) Friday. Everybody, I think everybody's on Thursday.
1: Are they? They all finish that Thursday. Uh, and that's uh, we got a Big Ten tilt that night. Purdue Northwestern. Purdue Northwestern.
2: I know where I'll be. Mitch Holtis will be there too, watching. Willie, Northwestern. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for good for Mitch. I'll be watching his Wildcats.
1: Uh, Teddy Greenstein picked, uh, picked North, and uh, he writes for Chicago Tribune. Yes, So he came up with his Big Ten Power Rankings today. Uh, Who do you think number one is? Wisconsin? Yes. Who do you think number two is? Michigan? State. Four. State. Yeah. Michigan State, too. Ohio State, three.
2: I like Michigan State. I, I love Lewerke. They return 19 starters. I know.
1: And you mentioned the key one, Lewerke.
2: And the schedule... Sets up in their favor. You know
1: what? Let me look at that real fast.
2: Ohio State goes there. Michigan goes there. Uh, Crossovers I don't believe are overly difficult this year. Their
1: crossovers are at Nebraska and uh, um, 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 Purdue. Okay. Home to Purdue at Nebraska. They get Ohio State as home, as you mentioned. Uh, Non-conference at Arizona State. I mean, that's going to the West Coast.
2: But Herm's coaching them, so. Right.
1: (laughs) Um, Northwestern, Penn State, Michigan at home, home to Purdue at Maryland. It's going to be a train wreck. Uh, home to Ohio State at Nebraska, home to Rutgers. Yeah, it's a good schedule. It is, and you mentioned all those all those stars back off a ten win football team last year.
2: I like him. I like him a lot. Rookie mm-hmm. improved so much as the year went on. So out. for those people that uh, just were, were, were
1: willing to anoint back in May or June, well, it's Ohio State's conference. Sure. You know, we're starting to see a lot. And I don't think it's the Urban Meyer distraction. I nope. think that people are starting to take a closer look. And, while well, Ohio State is clearly talented. let us mm. I mean, Ohio State, for crying out loud. Maybe the race won't be as lopsided as we thought it was going to be.
2: I think you're on to something there.
1: I hope we, that's the case. We'll come back. We'll talk to Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, coming up next. It's the Ken Miller Show until 2,
0: 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG.
2: Simple enough. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home.
1: Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join us on Sunday, September the 16th at DMAC Campus in Ankeny as we walk to fight suicide and raise awareness about mental health. Be a part of a movement turning hope into action and create a culture that's smart about mental health. Funds raised at the walks will benefit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. You can find out more by going to AFSP.org.
4: That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once,
5: roof it right, right.
0: Iowa Baseball Company. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the
3: flag flies. For wins. For big games. For titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team.
4: These colors? uh, These colors mean everything.
3: And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football. Basketball. Hockey. NASCAR. And more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com.
2: WolfConstruction.net.
6: Four man rush. Mahomes holding it. Looks to throw it long. He's going to
0: throw it long. Gunning it for Tyreek Hill in the near side. Tracks the ball. Caught it. Touchdown! Kansas City. I have said this throughout the offseason. There are times, defensively, you can do anything. You do
5: everything right, and he's just going to throw it past everybody to Tyreek Hill. He does so here for sixty nine
0: yards.
1: That was unbelievable. There's the call. Mitch Holtis had it. Pat Mahomes chucked it. The Cheetah ran under it. And the uh for the next thing we know, they're in the end zone. Unbelievable. Mitch, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. What a remarkable play, Mitch Holtis.
6: Well, the Chiefs Kingdom, really the NFL still buzzing about it because the stat got around the league that Nobody has thrown it farther in the air in the league over the past two years than that throw of, what, 68.8 yards. Um, it's, yards—it's—it's as I said at the end of that call, I've said it throughout the off season. I mean, Atlanta had three dudes there. Yes, There were three guys in Tyreek Hill. And then the ball just kept sailing, and Tyreek kept running, and the DBs were like, no, there's no way. They're right. like, oh, my God, what just happened? So it was, yeah, bizarre.
1: No, I I was blown away, and, and you're right, Mitch. He is going to force. Pat Mahomes' arm is going to force. Because those DBs were looking at each other like, we can't throw it over us, right? I mean, we're back far enough. We got this, and all of a sudden, right over their head. Uh, it was, I don't know, there are not enough words to describe it.
6: Well, and I didn't do a great, I, I mean, I wish I did a better job on the play. I was really, I've, I've seen it before, but not in a game, and it just, it's the center fielder going, I got it, I got this, I got it. I don't have it, I don't have it. I mean that's what it is. Uh, but he has amazing arm strength, and if you go back and look at the video, he kind of gets hit as he throws. He wasn't even able to get his entire body into the throw. I mean, hey, the, the Chiefs have great speed. I said they're going to place in the four by one. Well, they're going to. I think they're going to win the javelin. I mean, they're going to get some field events points out of Patrick Mahomes.
2: Mitch, uh, you've seen good quarterback play. You've seen it recently with Alex Smith. You go back in the day, Trent Green. You, you've seen nice quarterbacks. You've never seen a guy quite like this. How, how exciting is it for you to know that at any time, like we saw at the end of the first... I saw that thing leave his hands. I'm like, oh, he must just be throwing it away or something. There's no way he's trying to complete a pass there, yet it happens. How much more exciting does it make it for you to see a guy with that kind of arm talent?
6: And Trent, let's, I'm going to tell you what makes it even more exciting than that is it's the arm talent combined with emotional and physical toughness and ahead of his years in emotional and physical and uh, mental maturity. If there's a, now there's a graveyard full of dudes in this league that had strong arms, Ryan Leaf, et cetera, et cetera, that never made it. This kid's got more than just the strong arm, and that's what excites people about his future. Uh, it's too early, I think, to make Aaron Rodgers comparisons, but I don't think it's too early to make Aaron Rodgers comparison to 2000. 2000- 4567 I would rather make a Rogers comparison than a Farr comparison mm-hmm. because I think the mental framework of Patrick Mahomes is closer to an Aaron Rodgers Mm. than it is to a Brett Favre. Mm. Uh, And uh, Mitch, I want
1: to go again to Chad Henney, who I, uh, for the second straight week, I I came away thinking, you know, everybody needs a good, a quality backup quarterback. And Chad Henney's been, you know, that uh, proverbial clipboard carrier seemingly all his career didn't work out as a starter in Jacksonville. I think the chiefs have something there, Mitch. And, 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 look, we want to see Pat Mahomes play all 16 games, right? But the fact is it's a contact sport, and seldom does that work out. Uh, Chad, Henney looked good yet again.
6: Excellent point. There's two hot markets. The real estate market right now and the backup quarterback market. Uh, I think Chase Daniel is probably the culprit in this. He got $5 million to go to the Bears. We'll see him this week on Saturday. But it's really up the level of that backup quarterback market. And the Chiefs, I think, had to pay uh, Henney $4 million. You know, I didn't know what they had in him. He hadn't played for three years. So I thought, well, he's mothballs and you know, he's he's not gonna be a Chase Daniel or a you know, even having him a Mahomes behind an Alex Smith. He's actually been better than that. He has made play. What you've seen in the two preseason games, which have been superb, he has done in practice and done it on a consistent basis. I think I told you before, but he said if I would have had this offense, I'd still be a starter in the league. He's he's loving it.
2: Mitch, uh, those guys that are throwing the ball around, well, they got some talented wide receivers. We know about Tyreek Hill. you got a sound for us uh, today from a guy, the Big Ten fans certainly will know from his days at Michigan. Fighting for those last roster spots. We're getting here to the back half of the preseason, and it comes down to a spot or two, and it's not just what you can do as a wide receiver. Whatever position it is, special teams also a big key.
6: Full disclosure here, full disclosure. I've said it before for years on this show but I'm a Northwestern fan. Hmm. All right, there it is. So I take aim with the uh, commercial you guys run, I go, I guess they kind of count. Right? <laughs> um, so just ask Coach Ferentz if they count. Yeah, all right? uh, all right, now. It
2: knows it well.
6: All right, let's, let's, I say it because in my mind is Cheston's 95-yard kickoff return against Northwestern when he was a Michigan Wolverine. Now, let's take the – here's, here's the deal, and here's where this tension is mounting, and you can feel it in this building. 13 wide receivers in camp. That's how many are in the room. You're going to keep five, maybe six. Six is pushing it. Your fifth fifth, and there's I'm, I'm telling you, there's 10 worthy candidates right now. Because Gary Dieter's playing his rear end off. He sure he is. Another, I mean, this guy, yeah. and he played with Alabama his senior year. He was a graduate transfer mm-hmm. from Bowling Green. All right. So that fifth or sixth guy, if you're going to keep six or five or six or both, have got to be special teams, just dynamos. If Cheston makes it, it's going to be on special teams. And I'm going to micro it down even further, Trenton, kid. I'm going to micro it down. Could they be great gunners on punt coverage? And Cheston's embracing the competition. He said, bring it on. Let's go. And if he does make it, it'll be as a gunner. Oh, man, I love it. It's good. It's good. It's um... good. It's really good because you have a lot of competition. Guys get to compete with each other make each other better. It makes the margin for error really small, so it makes you focus what you have to do better, and you just got to execute. And finally, uh, just your acumen in special teams, especially at the gunner roll. Let's talk about the gunner roll and trying to make a living in this league doing it. Yeah, man, um, it's important. Um, everything is important because, to me, I feel like uh, the team always comes first. No matter what you do, you put the team first. So, uh, to me, I just see it as equal opportunity just as offense. So, just got to keep it rolling. What have, what have you learned about doing that, particularly in that gunner role? Oh, I mean... So, technique is very important in the gunner role, uh, but at the end of the day, it's just heart and fight and uh, effort, really, because uh, you just have to outwork the other guy, because a lot of the times you're being doubled, being, you know, forehands being on you and whatnot, so your technique has to be sound, but at the end of the day, you got to want it more. Guys, I went back to the first five years of Andy Reid. I can count four games that were won because of superb gunner play, either forcing a fumble or downing a coquit punt inside the five that changed the game. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I don't think I'm overstating this. It's one of the more underrated things of pro football. Uh, they're the only two guys that can leave before the ball's kicked. There's four guys. I mean, there's two guys uh, on one, basically. It's hand-to-hand combat and gladiators. It's like it's like having an Iowa-Iowa State wrestling duel on the back of a flatbed truck going around the Johnston curve. That's <laughs> that's what you got. I kid you not. And we don't ever watch it because we're watching the ball and yeah. the punt return. What you don't see many times its off your screen is that wrestling match on the back of the truck.
1: Yeah, and the only time we see it, Mitch, unfortunately, is when, uh, when the gunner runs out of bounds and stays out of bounds and gets flagged for, for uh, lingering out of bounds. Hey, it's, a, it's another and, week. And
6: it's unsportsmanlike, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, but it's Ben Neiman again, yeah. uh, and yep. he, and he good takes good. one into the end zone.
6: I'm glad you brought him up. He keeps doing something, doesn't he? I told you he couldn't play his way on the team last week. He could play the way he could play his way off. Every week he gets out there, he can play his way off because he's right there at the cliff. And if he gets embarrassed, he's not going to make it. Now he just keeps doing things to add to his equity. And I mean, right place, right time. But I watched the tape and talk about special teams. <sighs> Iowa Hawkeye fans can be really proud of this kid because I think he's got a bright future, and hopefully, it's with the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I believe it, Mitch. He's going to be—he's making it awful, awful hard for them to say, you know what? You just can't play with us. Uh, going to be fun. Um, there's still eleven days left in August. Let's celebrate some birthdays, oh, shall oh, we?
6: Oh, that's right. It is the twenty-second birthday of the Donaldson boys and their managers throughout the great state of Iowa and the Papa John's of Iowa. And they've got this birthday special. You get the party in the present. Uh, gosh, free two liter. Free two liter, that's free, I guess. Free two liter with the purchase of any large specialty pizza for just $12. I don't know. How, how do they do it? Mm, 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 mm. So, don't know. And they're even better humans.
1: They so. are. I love what they do, Mitch. No doubt about it. Yep. Very philanthropic. They,
6: they love Iowa. They love. They, I mean, whether it's leukemia lymphoma society or other benevolent uh, ventures, they are, they are generous and they are great to have as citizens in the state of Iowa.
1: We will, oh, but, but real quick, I forgot. I was going to ask you about uh, Mercedes-Benz, the Mercedes Benz. What the Falcons' new home? What, what space station? Is, is were you were you impressed? Blown away?
6: I was not. Okay. I was not blown away. I was kind of impressed. Okay. Uh, when I saw the Klingons walking around, I thought, "Oh, wow, okay, they're still here." Um, I, it's Jerry Worldish, mm-hmm. and the coolest thing is their 360 scoreboard. Right? It's it, it trump Jerry World. The rest of it, architect, Here's the thing, Ken, you? And architects kind of want to outdo themselves, but then they lose it in like functionality. So Atlanta's got some flaws with this. Not great. I mean, not horrible. But not great. I've seen better.
1: Interesting. Good stuff, Mitch Holtus. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. See you, guys. Yep, see you, Mitch Holtus. Voice of the Chiefs, Chiefs and the Bears. Saturday. Saturday.
2: At, let's find a time for that
1: Give me a noon kickoff like the
2: Vikes and the Jags spoiled us with this week. Oh, you'll get it. You'll get it, Ken Miller. Noon? Noon. Bang. Noon Saturday. Yeah. We got college football. Then in the evening, 630 Colorado State. Beautiful. Followed by New Mexico State. Somebody.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. You got your
2: Saturday planned. I
1: do. You've got your Friday night plan. You've got yes. Anthony versus Anthony high school football. It's here already.
2: Do you like the Centennial name?
1: The Jags or just, just the Centennial? Just
2: centennial. Uh,
1: see, I didn't. The boys went to. They never went to the Jags. There the, was the. They were the Hawks. Yes. So. No, I don't. I think it's Ankeny Hawks. It's Ankeny Hawks. Yeah. And... I was really surprised. Well, not really, because most of the talent was with the Jags early. Right. That Pezet would walk away. Not walk away, but I guess he did. Um, but, um, you know, the, no
2: longer a hawk. Then was, Became a Jaguar. a Jaguar.
1: Became a Jaguar. So
2: um, I d- I'm surprised they just didn't go north-south. Yeah. I wonder if Waukee's going to do... East, no, west, north, I north, south, think so. they'll come up with a name, too? I don't think north-south sells,
1: sells gear. But, but Centennial does. Yes, and the ah. Jaguars do. Yes. Uh, so I would. I think that's our answer as far as Waukee. That's how they're going to
2: approach it. Well, I things, will be right? there Friday night. In Ankeny. In Ankeny. No, I know you will. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully uh, it's a little better weather than today. Though.
1: No, today's the last bad day of the week. It's going really? to be, for the most part, well, at least if my iPhone's...
2: Correct. I might have to mow for the first time in weeks. Haven't you? Oh, no. Just weeds growing now. Yeah, nice. Drowing.
1: We'll come back. Yeah, your neighbors can't be too pleased with that. <laughs> yeah, the weeds worth mine. the fact you're not mowing. <laughs> uh, we'll come back with uh, Jordan Burnfield. Off we go to Chicago to do some Cubs conversation. We're not forgetting about the baseball. How can we? 1700 KBGG.
0: Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG.
2: Simple enough. An old favorite is back again with the new and updated menu. Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch, everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay
1: Road. Guys, football season is approaching soon. Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, you'll be devoted to football. Do what I do. Build up that Goodwill bank account. And here's a way you can build up that Goodwill bank account. Take your wife or your significant other to one of the many farmer's markets located throughout central Iowa. Grimes, Indianola, Johnson, Perry, Pleasant Hill, Polk City, West Des Moines, Ankeny, Beaverdale, Bondurant, and a whole bunch of them scattered throughout Des Moines. Farmer's markets continuing through the whole month of August for more information. Go to catchdemoine.com backslash events. When posting on most job sites, you get candidates. I'm the sales director. I'm the sales
2: director
7: you're looking for. for.
1: But when you post on indeed.com, you get the candidates just right for you.
7: I'm a sales director with an MBA, over 10 years' experience who's also fluent in Japanese.
1: With Indeed, you can add screener questions for a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. Arigato. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time
3: on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at indeed.com hire. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from Unmet Expectations we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and
4: play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. That's rightroofing.com with an R.
5: Roof it once, roof it right, right.
1: Are you looking for a way to give back to the community and have some fun at the same time? The Timothy Yates Hagan Humanitarian Foundation has an event for you. The third annual Tim Hagen Golf Classic will be held at Copper Creek Golf Course in Pleasant Hill on August the 25th at 8 a.m. Up to 25 four-player teams will compete with proceeds going towards pancreatic cancer research at John Hopkins. Water sustainability efforts in Tanzania through Save the Rain and Dream Team Des Moines. Sign up now at tyhfoundation.org. Spots are going fast
5: you ever wonder what you look like with a full natural head of hair we'll find out mr executive lets you try before you buy get real hair again and a lease with options mr executive offers a 90-day lease for just 200 dollars
2: That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, welcome back. It's our final segment here. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Trent has high school football coming up Friday night. Ankeny versus Ankeny, the battle uh, for Ankeny. Jags versus Hawk. Trent has that one as we lift the lid on high school football, college football around the corner, NFL after that. But Jordan Burnfield's here with us from Chicago, and we're going to start with baseball because as good as football potentially and it's always good uh is going to be this year jordan baseball is going to uh, keep our attention some terrific races and i want to start with the team that moves the needle here in des moines and that's the cubs uh and it's good to talk to you more more concern trent and i debated this one earlier with the offense the way it's going right now or the state of the starting pitching what's a bigger concern for you
7: I would say it's probably the state of the starting pitching and guys the reason for that is that even though this past weekend was a very frustrating four game series with the Pirates in which they you know they got four runs on four solo homers, which is fairly pathetic, uh, given that one of the games went to extra innings, I mean they get Russell picked off at third, yep. it's like they couldn't get base runners on, it was just one thing after the next. I still feel like this team offensively over the basically the four year period in which they've been good and i think you guys would agree they have times when they just don't hit it all and then they figure it out right i mean we even saw this in the 2016 playoffs uh, when they won the world series when they got shut out in back to back games by the dodgers and then turned it around and and really beat down la's pitching the rest of the series so we've seen them at times really struggle from an offensive perspective, but then figure it out. Uh, But from a pitching perspective, I think that the Mike Montgomery injury really hurts because the fact that he's on the disabled list means the Chapwood is in your rotation. And that basically means Mm -hmm. that, A, because he hasn't been stretched out in a while, you can't expect him to pitch deep into a game. And, B, even if he had been stretched out, You know, let's be honest, this guy was not somebody that you were going to count on to throw more than four or five innings anyway because he can't throw strikes. So, you know, I think that that has a trickle-down effect um, that could really hurt them. And I think that because of the bad news we got with you, Darvish, yesterday, you know, I think it seems more than likely now that we may not see him uh, the rest of the year. And therefore, you know, right now they're pitching a starter down, and they've been – pretty up and down as a rotation throughout the year. So hopefully they can get these starters stabilized uh, as they move into the stretch run to the playoffs. Um, But that would concern me a lot more than they're hitting.
2: Jordan, you mentioned you Darvish and uh, Leaves after one inning pitch. He was out warming up for the second inning and felt an issue again. I think it would be silly for anybody to expect anything from him now going forward. What about another guy that has uh, been banged up and it's turned out to be bigger than initially expected and that's Chris Bryant. Where does it sit right now, and what's a reasonable expectation for getting him back? That's a
7: great question, Trent, but honestly, I don't think we know because the fact is, you know, Chris Bryant has been dealing with this shoulder injury. He is starting to swing a bat again, so he's taking, you know, some level of BP, which would suggest that there is light at the end of the tunnel for him in terms of being able to come back. But then, even if he doesn't feel pain or feels... Uh, little enough pain that he can reasonably you know, go to a minor league rehab assignment and return, let's just play this out, right? If if a week and a half from now, let's say, he plays four or five games in the minor leagues and then comes back at the beginning of September, here's a guy that hasn't played in two months. And here's a guy, too, that while he is an MVP caliber player, has been dealing with a shoulder injury all season. And I think that you guys saw at the beginning of the year uh when he was healthy, he was putting up M V P level numbers. And then when he hurt the shoulder, his production really dropped off. So I think that even if he were to return in the next couple of weeks, it's really hard to gauge what you're getting from Chris Bryant. I mean, obviously, if he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the league. But because this shoulder injury has hampered him all year, um, I just think we don't know, A when he's gonna be back and B, if he's gonna be Chris Bryant. And mm. so, you know, I think that if they can get him back and he's seventy five percent Chris Bryant, well, that's better than most players in the league, so you'd take that any time. Um, but that's another wild card for this team, there's no question. Mm.
1: Jordan Burnfield is our guest. Jordan, uh Look, they still have the best record in the National League. It doesn't feel like they do. It's been kind of a roller coaster ride. It really has. Uh, but at the end of the day, there they are with the with the league's best record. Um, you know, my question with the another one we talked about earlier. Where would you, in a perfect world, where would you put Rizzo in in the lineup? As far as um, where, where are you going to bat him? Are you going to put put him bat him lead off? You want him hitting cleanup? Where do you think Joe is ultimately going to put his first baseman?
7: Yeah, first I would say, Ken, I honestly don't think it matters that much. I mean, I don't know uh, how your listeners are in terms of the lineup things, and I know that there's a lot of people that are very sort of uh, up in arms over the way that Joe manipulates the lineup. But, you know, when you read some of these fan graph studies and you see that you could basically maximize or you could make the lineup literally the worst concoction of players uh, that you could dream of, and it only comes down to about one win per season. Um, I think that these things sometimes get overblown, but you know I think that Rizzo has proven over the course of his career that he's a middle of the lineup hitter, that he's a run producer. And so to me, you know, he would always make sense as a third or a fourth hitter. Um, I, I understand why Joe put him in the leadoff spot because in the past that has sort of jump-started Rizzo when he's been going bad because all he has to do is go up there and, try to get on base, and we know that Rizzo, among all the things that he's really talented at doing, uh, one of them is really is, is to get on base. So um, I would always have him in the third or the fourth spot because I think he's one of the best hitters on the team when he's going right. So um, that's where I would put him, but does it really matter? To me, it doesn't.
2: Jordan Burnfield joining us here, taking a look at the Cubs. We'll get to the Bears in a moment who concerns you more right now for the division? Is it the Brewers or the Cardinals? Those two teams played over the weekend. Who concerns you in the in the right, right to uh, be the division winner? Well,
7: it would be easy for me to say the Cardinals right now because certainly they're playing the best, um, really, of any team in the division. Uh, the way they've played the last few weeks, and I think that you have to give them a lot of credit for the way that they've revamped their bullpen. But you know, to me, the Brewers are still me too. the team that, all season, they've been at the top or near the top, and I just sort of feel like, and I wonder what you guys think, I sort of feel like it's put-up-or-shut-up time for the Brewers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the last couple of years, they have been either uh, in first when the Cubs have underachieved earlier in the season, mm-hmm. or they have been somewhere near the top, and it's resulted in nothing for them yet, and... You know, this is a team that added Lorenzo Kane and they added Christian Yelich. And I really like what they've done. I actually think David Stearns has done a really good job of turning them into a pretty good team. But at some point, the Brewers have to take the next step and get themselves into the postseason. And the way that things are trending right now, certainly the Cardinals look like the better team because they're hot, but the Cardinals still, because of the injuries that they've suffered, I don't think that they have the pitching. Um, to sustain this, I mean Matt Carpenter has been unbelievable, and maybe he's going to be the MVP in the National League. But I don't think that, on the whole, the Cardinals have the better team. So I think that the Brewers are the better team, at least on paper. But at some point, they've got to show it. Uh,
1: last thing for on the Cubs, this is the schedule is weird. They don't get a day off now. I think this. After today, and of all places to spend your final off day till September 13th is in Detroit. (laughs) Because I'm assuming they just go right there. They wouldn't come home for one day. Um, Hey,
7: Slow's barbecue. You know, you could could have yourself a good day out there. I guess,
1: yeah. If you look hard enough, you can find a gem in every city. But point being, they're about (laughs) to play a whole lot of baseball. Uh, How big a toll is this going to be? Especially, you know, as you mentioned early in our piece, you know, the the great unknown, which is the, the starting pitching right now. This is a really tough stretch.
7: Yeah, I mean, Ken, I think it's a great point. I think the fact that they have all these games coming up without a break, you know, that's where having Chatwood in the rotation can really hurt them. And, I, and I'm not trying to pick on Tyler Chatwood. I mean, we all know the guy's had his struggles this year, and it's just not worked out for him uh, because he hasn't been able to throw strikes for whatever reason this season. But, you know, I think that that's going to be uh, something that could have a real bad trickle-down effect for this team, Um if he is not able to give them innings, and they don't have off days to get guys healthy. So it seems to me that that would mean that the Cubs, knowing Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer, may need to make another move before September 1st to add somebody else to this rotation uh, so that they can get through this stretch uh, sort of unscathed. I think that it also puts pressure on... John Lester and Cole Hamels, who's been great since the Cubs acquired him, to keep pitching well. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is going to have to throw deeper into games. I, I think the last five starts have been a good trend for him, but we need to see more of that. Uh, bottom line is the Cubs starting pitchers. You know we've talked about it all season, guys. They should be better than this. I mean, on paper they are better than this, but the fact is that this season. There has been underachievement from all of them. And so this is the kind of stretch where you kind of need those guys to give you the innings to make this stretch work. And if they can do it, um, the Cubs have shown, if nothing else, an incredible resilience all year. You know, they should be okay. But it may require that they add somebody else, and it certainly puts a lot of pressure on these guys to come through.
2: Over to some football with Jordan Burnfield. Jordan, let's take a look at the Bears as – Well, they come back and get the win, first win of the preseason for Chicago. That doesn't matter. First team offense with some weapons. Uh, How excited are you to see what this offense can be in year number one with Matt Nagy?
7: I mean, I'm definitely interested because I think that with a new coach who is offensive-minded and Nagy that, you know, there is the opportunity to open things up in a way that just realistically would not have been the case under John Fox and sort of the system. Um, that he employed being a defensive-minded coach. And obviously with the quarterback in Trubisky who's in his second year, really you want to see what he's capable of doing. I mean, I think it's not only the system, but it's also, you know, is Mitch good really, right? I mean, that's what this whole thing comes down to. Um, and I don't mean to be trite or to simplify it too much, but that's really the truth. We all know it. And, and I think that Trubisky certainly has, uh, shown flashes of being a good quarterback from an intangibles perspective, he certainly seems like a guy that is respected and that the team likes, and you know can sort of be that 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 quarterback that people want him to be. But ultimately, it's going to come down to now that there is a coach and a system in place in which he is going to have the support that he needs to flourish. Can he do it? And uh, you know, I think that because. Football is what it is in this country. Um, You know, we overanalyze these preseason games to the nth degree where it's like, well, does does that interception mean he's going to be this, or does this touchdown (laughs) pass mean he's going to be that? I mean, I think you saw some good things from him and the offense on Saturday. There were some bad things. I don't think it means a whole lot. I just think that there's going to have to be patience um, with Nagy and with Trubisky uh, to see if this team – and sort of flourish in the way that everybody is hoping that it's designed to, Um, and so that's really going to be the intrigue of the Bears this season, there's no question
1: I I think he's going to be a star, Jordan, I really do, I thought that uh, since he came into the league, I saw enough of him in his rookie season, and I just think he's going to be, I I think you guys have something there I really do, and this is a Bronco fan, not a Bears fan speaking, but uh, I've been very impressed with Tabriskie, I think the offensive line is building in the right direction although Whitehair's playing the wrong position (laughs) James Daniels needs to snap the football not just because we watched him play in Iowa every Saturday, but just because he's He's a better center, I think, so we yeah. shall see. And
7: listen, Ken, I, I think that what you're saying makes sense, but I think any Bears fan right, is going to be Tap the skeptical brakes. that right. their quarterback is going to be yeah. good until they see it for more than a couple weeks.
1: Yeah. Have you watched uh, the Cavalry show? What's it called? <laughs>
7: Very oh, Cavalier. Uh, yeah. Very you Cavalier. Know, honestly, guys, I'm not into it. I know that a lot of people are. Are you, Have you guys been watching this? Trent, to me, like,
1: Trent turned me on to a Jordan, and I got to admit, I, and I don't go for these types of shows. But I'm so not, you're in. Not, I'm not in, but, yeah, I watched it
7: last night. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I saw the Jay Cutler doesn't give a crap show right. every week for so long that, like, <laughs> right. it doesn't really do anything for me. Like, it doesn't surprise me that this is what he is like in his pseudo-retirement, right? (laughs) I mean, like, if you were around this guy every week, which I was for a few years covering him on a week-by-week basis, I mean, it would shock no one to hear that this guy just sort of, like, whatever, I'm just going to watch deer on my iPad or whatever he's doing. Like, that's what I would have expected. So I haven't really been into it, but I do find it funny when you look at social media and you see how people are so shocked by his behavior.
2: Leonard Floyd uh, had the injury to the hand. Jordan, they need his speed off the edge. How How concerned are you with the injury? And Ken brought this up to me a little bit earlier. Rumblings, if this injury turns out to be more debilitating than maybe initially thought. Khalil Mack, a possible trade there. What are you hearing on that angle?
7: Yeah, I mean, certainly I think that if the Bears were able to make a trade for Khalil Mack, how would you not want to do that, right? I mean, I know that um, you're in a position where you're rebuilding and you're trying to have the quarterback or the, the draft pick capital, rather, to you know make uh, more selections that can help you fill out other spots to really take this team to the next step. But at the same time, I mean, Khalil Mack is a superstar that any team would want, and he's 27, and so – You know, he's young enough that if this takes another couple of years for the Bears to really uh, come to fruition, he'd be young enough that he's probably still in his prime Mm -hmm. uh, at the time which, you know, you'd want him to be still playing at superstar level. So I think that that is really enticing. Um, As far as Leonard Floyd goes, listen, it's not Ryan Pace's fault that Leonard Floyd got hurt, but. When you look at the first-round picks that the Bears have made since Ryan Pace has been general manager, they've had really mixed results, right? I mean, you've seen Kevin White has been injured the entirety of his Bears career, and when he's played, it has not looked like really much of anything. Um, Leonard Floyd has been okay, uh, but really hasn't shown a ton yet. And uh, Mitch Trubisky is, while I think he certainly could be a very good quarterback, we're still in wait and see mode, at least I am. So um, there is concern there. Um, I think that certainly because it's now, if Floyd has to miss a few weeks, you know, you're not talking about him missing a ton of the season. Um, whether this is a lingering thing or not, we'll have to see. But I think this is an important year for Leonard Floyd, simply because we're all kind of waiting for this, you know, great athlete that we were sold on as being someone that could really develop into this monster pass rusher to be that, and we really haven't seen it much yet.
1: Jordan, great stuff. Thank you for uh, giving us a few minutes today. We appreciate your contribution. Whenever we have an opportunity to have you on, today being no different. Thank you, Jordan. Good to talk to you. Good
7: talking to you guys anytime.
1: Yes, thank you. Jordan Burnfield, joining us from Chicago. A little bonus Windy City coverage. Of course, Cappy, every Wednesday. Jordan, today on the Bears and the Cubs. All right, now tonight we will mm-hmm. see the Hawkeyes at 8 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. As the Big Ten Network, as we talked to you early in the program. We'll turn this, uh, to this morning's practice around and make it available via television. There will be a bunch of interviews. There will be some commentary. I think your point was well taken. Listen closely to what Donardo and company say. Um, Howard Griffith, they're not in the business to criticize per se, but the way that they can get their point across is kind of not being as uh, – um, effusive in the praises, maybe they are.
2: It's that Skip Bayless up there. Right. It's You, you have to read between, between right. the lines. You have to pay a little more attention. This is not, not a show that you can just kind of have casually in the background, really listen, yep. and then you can pull something out of it. And we will do that tonight. Absolutely. But before
1: Colts, baby, we have Andrew Luck. I'm looking forward to watching him play, Trent. It's been so long. This was one of the leagues, I thought, up-and-coming best young quarterbacks. Sure. Um, and unfortunately, especially if you're a Colts fan, he's been able, unable to stay on the field. Ironically, so the, his predecessor was a neck injury that took him, him out. Right. And now Andrew Luck going down the same road. So um, I want to see what he can do tonight. Yeah, it's... it's preseason game number two. But you know, take a step forward.
2: A little more juice than a normal. Uh-huh. Now it's our first Monday night game. We gave our thoughts when we heard Dude. that crew for the first time. Can't be any worse than they were Thursday night. You wouldn't think so. Jason wouldn't. Woo. Yeah, there was one time I'm like, oh, okay, that was a good point. He he was mm-hmm. breaking something down, but even the first, you, did you? Were you listening right away? Yes, I wanted to hear Tony Romo and Tess. Kind of gave the play by play, and then there was just this awkward pause. I know he didn't say anything. No, look, they, they I mean football networks. When they got Tony Romo, I,
1: I guess erroneously they thought, well, we can get anybody yeah. you know, right off the field and put him in the booth and they're going to be Tony Romo. It's not the case. Not at all. I mean, that just goes to show you, I think, backs up how good Tony Romo was because mm-hmm. it's not easy, folks. And Jason Witten's proving that.
2: They went in a different direction. They wanted to do something different with well, Monday sure Night did. Football. Now, I always said they should have put Randy Moss up there. Yeah. and I'd have been good with that. Randy Moss, I think, would have been a whole lot better even though it would be his first time being a color analyst on Play by Play. Mm-hmm and what we got out of it, we'll see. Mm. Hopefully, mm-hmm. better tonight.
1: Uh, tonight, baseball wise, there's a couple of games that move the needle locally. Cincinnati at Milwaukee. Okay. Cincinnati, I'm still convinced. Trent, I know about a month ago we started talking about this team mm-hmm. uh, that they're they're going to be a pain in the you know what. They're going to they're going to uh, cost somebody some position in the standings in this month of September. We'll see if they can be a pain in the you know what for the Brew Crew tonight. The Cardinals go out west. Take on the Dodgers. You got the Astros in Seattle. All of a sudden, that's a pretty big mm-hmm. series. Cleveland and Boston. We could see that in the ALCS down the road uh, as the Red Sox just continue to just destroy everybody in their path. Are we missing anybody? I don't think so. I think well, I'm
2: excited about the Twins because a youngster is making his first career start. Oh, who? Steven Gonsalves. Who? Uh, Gonsalves? Heard about- Gonsalves. Gonsalves. Okay. Ste- and it's not Stefan or anything. It's Steven. Okay. But then it's got the the, uh, yeah, the the Gonsalves. Okay. He, not overpowering, this isn't Jose Barrios. This is a lefty 91, 92 kind of guy, but he's put up great numbers all throughout his career in the minors. Okay. He's been a long build, heard about this guy now for four or five years, mm-hmm. finally get to see him in a major league uniform. So because of that, I'll be excited. Twins fans, if you've kind of checked out, yeah, maybe check and in. And it's listed as a six o'clock start tonight. Yes, I Maybe school starting. I guess maybe. Yeah,
1: against the White Sox. Yeah, I won't see a pitch. (laughs) You'll have to tell me (laughs) about about Steven
2: Consolven. Consolven, yes.
1: Uh, Monday night football tonight. Do we have
2: that game? I don't know if that... I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think that's part of the Westwood One Package. I don't, I don't think that starts it. till the regular season. I know we have a game. Well, I don't. We. Who's we? You have a game on Friday. Yes. The Ankeny Hawks versus the Ankeny Jags. Should be good. 7 o'clock as we will get things started. And you're right. Most games starting at 7 o'clock. What? We have to... Might have to bump up that pregame show up to 6.45 this year. You're going to put the pedal to the metal even here at 6 o'clock. What do you and Jimmy B. have planned today? Uh, we got a busy show today. We'll kick things off uh, talking with Tom Kakert, fresh off conversation that uh, the guys had with the Big Ten Network. We'll see. Tom sometimes gets some info from some people that were there, so we'll see if we can uh, twist Tom's arm a little bit about that. Pete Mundo on the Big 12 from Heartland College Sports, and Andrew Garda in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk some NFL with him and, wrap up everything we saw in preseason week number two. We will be back tomorrow at noon.
1: Zubin Mahente is our only guest in the 12 o'clock hour. We will head to Bristol. Look forward to doing that. Appreciate you being here with us. All of our guests appearing on the Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, two locations, 2822 East 29th in Des Moines, 410 Street Southwest in Altoona. Jimmy B and TC get you home 4 to 6. Trent and I back tomorrow at noon. Thank you for being here. It's the Ken Miller Show on 17 KBGG.
7: Hey, it's Bill Ryder. It's nice to be talking to the home crowd again in Central Iowa,
1: where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, five to nine p.m. weekdays on Des Moines' Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
2: An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch, everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Cap is back
5: more beer for me,
0: exile meets quality, so savagely.
2: Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good, too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. .com
5: It either is or it isn't. When it comes down to it, that's all that really matters when choosing a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. It's either certified by Mercedes-Benz factory-trained technicians or it isn't. It's either backed by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to 5 years or it isn't. It's absolute confidence in 30,000 precision parts or it isn't. The Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned Sales Event, now through August 31st, only at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. Come in today and take advantage of first month's payment credit and special financing offers available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. There are those who settle for nothing less. For them, the choice is simple. It's either up to Mercedes-Benz standards, or it isn't. It's flawlessly maintained, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned, or it isn't
1: senior authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on first month's payment credit and certified pre-owned warranties.
3: Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and under-deliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder
4: over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R.
7: It once.